Ready to rumble? Yep. All right. I'm going to do a tiny little intro, really mini one. Do it. All right. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to What's Your Story? So we have repeating guest number two. Chad is in the building. Um, just want to get Chad back on, talk to him a bit. Um, we've always had good conversations, and I thought it would be fun to jump back on and talk about a few different topics and bodybuilding, and we're actually going to talk into some more in-depth stuff. But uh, Chad, welcome back to the show, man. Glad to be back. What is going on? Not much, man. Not much. I know we were just talking about like bodybuilding a bit when we were talking about Jeff, but I wanted to jump back into that quick. So it's crazy yeah. too, because like obviously we've talked a ton about bodybuilding over the last four years. But what's crazy is we were just talking about competing in the aspect of just like how much it takes to compete at an elite level now when it comes to like conditioning and all that shit. It just it's crazy to me. Cause like we were just talking about Jeff dropping all that weight. But mm. it's like it just blows my mind. Cause I'm like I dieted down, but even what you're talking about with his numbers, it's like mine were just like a long, slow thing. And yeah. it seems like it's been just a lot. I don't know. It's just crazy to me, but it's also, it's different. Oh, it is crazy. And it's more or less the reason I personally don't want to do it anymore. Competing. Oh. I mean, bodybuilding is, is part of my soul and it will always be there, but competing is oh. different. <laughs> well, I'm in the same boat. I'm just at the point now where, like I've lost everything, you know? So it's like, yeah. I don't want it like the work that goes back into it. And like, I love bodybuilding. And I love everything about it. I love the the mental game, like the physique side of it. But it's just, for me, it's just been injuries. this flare up and like, I can't train at the same level. It's just so much extra work. And it's like, I'm literally turning 30 tomorrow, which is. Oh, young. wow. Happy birthday. Thanks, man. Yeah, I know it's young, but like all these old injuries are just, I didn't take care of right away or flaring up. And it's just like, it's crazy. And yeah. I, I don't, I just like, I'd love to do it. Like how old are you now? 25. 25. How old's Jeff? 23. 23. Yeah. So he's in prime time. I mean, I, I, it's funny to think about that. <laughs> I literally met you when I was 24, which is yeah. weird, right? Cause it it's is weird. I look back now and I look at like uh, long friendship <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, it's funny because I look back now and, you know, I'd have a few people like, Jeff, you're jacked and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking five years older than you. You know, it's like weird because you don't think about it like that. Yeah. I look at all these people that were my age when I was, you know, 24, 25, 26. And I'm like, they're all way bigger and stronger than me. But in the moment I had my, that was my moment, you know. I remember. Oh, it's funny. But, but it's yeah, just- it's a crazy sport and you got to be a crazy, crazy motherfucker to do it. So, yeah, I mean, you just have uh, to be. What was so it's, like? It's it's no doubt uh, a sacrifice of years of your life. Uh, whether it's one or two or three or twenty, we don't really know, and it depends on the person. And obviously, we've seen uh, in recent times a few famous guys just go at a absurd age. Well, what was his uh, name? It just passed away. Luke Sandow. Yeah, uh, that, that was, was a it's still not we're still not sure what happened so originally his friends said it was a suicide but then his family on his birthday said it was not and it was heart related so you don't really know who to believe because well did you see so you know nick strength and power of course of course right so i saw him i think it was like a year before did you see this thing he uh he met him at the arnold and this is when nick actually did like the talking at the arnold or the or the Olympia, I think it was Arnold or Olympia. I forget what it was, yeah. but he met Arnold. So it was the, it was the Arnold classic and he saw Sandow in the back and Sandow was looking insane. 
there's the guest posing. We got some guest posing going on, but, um, but it's like, I, they saw Sandow. He put a ton of size on, got shredded. And it's just like, you wonder if he was just a mix of pushing his body to the max where it just was going to get, you know, it was a matter of time or was it a mix of, he just mentally was just destroyed. Um, you know, I don't even think it has to do with bodybuilding. I mean, yeah. if it was a suicide. No, if it was suicide, it's just, well, we know, want to talk about this in general, you yeah. know, and it's, and it's crazy. Cause like you look at him and you're like me and you is like, that would be incredible. He's an absolute monster. But at the mm. same time, it's like, it just shows, you know, you know, any sport, any elite level, you look at comedians, even, you know, like uh Miss Doubtfire, what was his name? Played Miss Doubtfire. Um, Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Yeah. So oh, I love like, Robin Williams. Okay, yeah. I haven't seen that one. Miss Doubtfire is one, probably his top three film of all time. Oh really? No, I I was I loved him. He was great. Yeah, but like for him, comedian, and you look at all these people, you, you know, like the happiest go lucky people. Yeah, the super successful. The lead singer of uh, Lincoln Park. Yeah, like that was wild too. And and there's the craziest part is there was footage. I have families. Yeah. There was footage like the day before he was literally like hanging out with his kids, like everything's cool, knowing like the next day, like he's pretty much going to end it. But it, and it's crazy too, because like time, like now more than ever is like the time I feel like people are just hitting that deep point. You look at everything because of the virus. It's just, it's like everyone's stuck home, divorce rates are up, suicide rates are up. It's just like a, a shitty time for like everybody you know? Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I've had my own mental mind. It's pushed me to the limit. I don't know how it's been for you, but it's pushed me. Oh yeah. (laughs) To like the limit just because I don't know. It's like, you just feel like you're just spiraling and social media has messed with me. Cause like, I don't even go on it cause there's so many politics now. Like I've been off the grid. I don't know. How have you dealt with it? Um, yeah. I mean, it's been hard at times. It's such a weird situation. Um, And, you know, it's really a shame that, you know, a rate like the suicide rate goes up, uh, you know, because of this. And, you know, if looking at Sandow too, I mean, I as a bodybuilder and whatever we want to call it, I release, you know, my stress in the gym, as, as I'm sure you do. And I couldn't fucking go for a long, for a while. And, you know, I never in my life expected my main source of stress relief to just be, can't do it. Sorry. Like when would that ever happen in a normal, you know, circumstance? It just wouldn't. So you don't expect that. And that was tough. And it made me realize how much I rely on that to just be normal up here. Right. Which which is a lot. And I mean, I've been doing it since I was, you know, very young, like 13 around that age. So that's the longest I have not gone to the gym ever, ever. So it was tough. And, you know, I, I really feel for the people that couldn't make it through that. Um, It's really a shame, but I understand it. And I understand that if I was Luke, who I, I can suspect had a similar feeling about the gym, as you and I, yeah, obviously, that could have just been the the little bit more that he needed to, you know, believe he he would feel better somewhere else. Well, and it's it's a shame because the suicide, like 
depression isn't something happens and you're like, that's it. It's a buildup. It's a long buildup of a lot of things that keep bothering you and they, they don't go away. And you have little ticks on one side and one of the other, you know, like he has children. Well, that's a tick up, but this thing happened to me when I'm a kid, that's and it all like either adds up. And if it hits your personal decision of what's too much for you, you know, that's kind of it for someone who thinks like that. So it's a shame. It's tough. Cause you, you like, even to the gym point, it's, it's like, uh, you start to like for you, you know, for example, like I, I've transitioned a little bit more, less bodybuilding stuff, but I like a gym was still like a huge part of my life, obviously. Yeah. But like, if you're in competing bodybuilding, like it is your life, like that is everything. And then your identity yeah. is that like your career is that like, it's not just, Oh, I can't work out. It's literally every piece of your life is being taken away. Um, it is. Yeah. When I did my show it was everything I did from the time I woke up to the time I maybe went to sleep um, was about the show and bodybuilding, what I could do, like right. everything all the time, which in a, in a, in a way is nice because you feel very focused and accomplished, but in a way is also unhealthy because I was, uh, you know, doing cardio during my job <laughs> shit like that yeah i mean you know? there's an extreme end of everything that's the tough part is uh especially like you think about like a society thing now is yeah push to the more we work the hard, more we do the less we sleep the, like that's like society's norm of like yeah. success well I've, i have an interesting question for you actually because i think you've i think you've maybe been through this how, how do you think competing for a show and being in a relationship with someone who is not competing for a show how do you think that affects things i mean it taxed it it completely taxed it i mean the thing is they you need to even if you have someone that's understanding and have someone that's into fitness and working out like mm -hmm. it's gonna it's gonna tax it i mean even for, for me it was just one of those things where they understood but like but like but you're gonna basically there when you start dating someone there's that mutual like you know, you show each other a certain amount of tension, you do all these things for each other, you're doing the little, yeah. like your relationship, you're not dating that same person anymore for that period of time, at least after a certain amount of weeks of dieting, because like your whole life, your attention goes from maybe giving them a certain amount of attention to taking it away. And then it's just a matter of like, how that balance is going to be, is it going to push so far one way to the point where the person's understanding enough, but maybe just like, don't do this again. Or like, you know, if you're going to keep competing or, you know, like they saw the, the worst side of you. Cause I see people that survive it, but I mean, it yeah. taxes it, man. I mean, it, it, to me, it's like, you have to be in such a good headspace and have to make such an effort. If you're the one going through it to make an extra priority even if it like means whatever you got to do. Cause if you don't, I mean, I don't think it's sustainable because most yeah. people don't know what they're getting into in the first place. <laughs> Very true. Um, well, do you think that maybe it requires a competitor to, to be with another competitor? Like you think that's a requirement or, or can someone make right? it work? I think they'll I, I, What do you think? And then I'll tell you what I think. I think they'll understand the process more. So maybe yeah. they're more understanding to that side of it. But at the same time, I would never tell someone to compete at the same time. 
I think that's a no, not at the same time. I just mean like someone who competes. Yeah, dating well, I think that's almost competes. like anything. Yeah, I think I think a hundred percent that would probably be better off because yeah. they truly can relate to what you're going. Well, through. I know it would be better off, but do you think that it's that's the only way you think you can make it work otherwise? No, but I really think you got to have a, a foundational solid relationship. There yeah. has to be tr- like how many people do you know that are dating that, you know, start dating and maybe they're not a great fit for each other. And then all of a sudden they get engaged and they get married because they just kind (laughs) of worked and then they just didn't want to break up and they fight a lot, but that's just felt like what they should have done because they've dated for four years and you're supposed to do that compared to if it was a foundational, hard, good relationship. I think it has to be like true values there and true like understanding, but wow. What was your thought? Um, so I, I do think you can make it work. I think it's obviously way easier with someone who, who competes themselves because they understand they've been there. And, you know, oftentimes things in life, you can't really understand them unless you've been there, uh, which I think, you know, is, is a good thing to remind yourself when, when you're dealing with, you know, social situations and relationships. But um, what I think about that is I think it just takes someone who's extremely understanding. Um, but it's tough because bodybuilding is a, you know, we call it a sport, but it's more of a lifestyle. It's a selfish sport too. So, yeah. So what, I mean, it, I have not gotten serious about any other sports, so don't quote me. You probably know better, but there's no other sports that like carry around with you all day, all the time, like bodybuilding. No, because bodybuilding isn't just I go to the gym for a long time. It's I sleep, I nap, I eat a lot, and I eat very annoying (laughs) food, very inconvenient food that needs to be cooked and meal prepped. And, and, you know. Well, here's the other part. Women like ice cream and and popcorn and cookies. And you sit there and you're like, no, I can't have that. No. I mean, then they feel bad about themselves. So. Yeah, I think it. Uh, I think it, it takes some. Uh, I think it takes someone who's at least into it. Maybe they don't compete, but they eat good and they go to the gym. I think that's definitely possible. Yeah, I you mean, agree? I think I think from a you look at athletics in general. Like you say like a football player, right? They, sure. you know, they're they're doing foot. They're doing tape. They know they're an hour or two of tape a day. They're watching all these tape. They're going over different the team they're playing. Then they have, you know, an hour or two practice. Then they potentially have a workout. So you look at like four to five hours a day of like work, yeah. and then you have nutritionists or dietitians, whoever, writing giving them their food. But it's not the same thing, you know. It's mm-hmm. it's not the you know, constant, like, it's almost like it's going from like a superficial level to like a deep level. Like I think, you know, it's, it's just bodybuilding. You have to get so much deeper and there's so much meticulous detail into everything compared to where, what's the difference of a a pro athlete in 500 calories or more or less, you know, is it really going to affect them to that level? Like not really. Well, I'm sure it's one thing with a pro athlete, but when you're a pro athlete, at least you're rich, like definitely. Right. So Very I think few your body wife would uh, be okay with it. If I suddenly made, you know, a 800 grand as a starting something on some professional team, which is like, I think my wife would now. be fine if I was not around as much. That's almost but bodybuilding is one thing. of those sports that you can do it your whole life. Whereas like chances are people who played football in high school, they're probably not going to do it anymore. 
Right. You know, I mean, how much, how many percent of high school athletes turn pro? I don't know. It's probably Super low, strong. I suspect. <laughs> so bodybuilding is not like that. You know, we get into it in high school, like you know, you and I did, and and every, pretty much everybody I know who does it got into it in high school. But you can keep doing it, and right. it becomes you know an obsession. But just imagine, let's say football again, like someone playing football, and then in their adult life, going into like a football league, and spending all this time doing it. Imagine, imagine how that would affect a relationship. Yeah. Well, it's a different thing too. It would be a big deal. (laughs) It's the only comparison you can really make to most, the average bodybuilder. It's like most people playing in a um, men's football league for fun and letting it take over their life to the point it's testing the relationship and they're not getting paid or any money. That's pretty much the best way you can compare it because most people that can, almost everybody that competes isn't really, doesn't make any money. You know, it's rare. Not, not at all. It's perfect. literally you're just I mean, doing you, it. You, you have spend to. money. You spend, oh, spend money, <laughs> especially if you're by NPC, people that really don't mean shit. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's really just seeing like how far you can push yourself. Like it's so hard to stay in that mindset because you want to win. And if you don't win, you're upset, mm-hmm. but yep. it's really like, there has to be that deep down. I'm competing because I want to see what I'm capable of doing. Yes, and even though that, you'll be upset, yeah. if you're upset, you lose. That's one thing, but like yeah. you have to just, do it for you yeah and that's definitely i think missed in sports i mean in bodybuilding unless with sports missed um i mean i've been i've only competed in that that you know recent show i did but i've been backstage a bit and you know you don't even have to be backstage to experience this but people are really like poor losers like really bad sometimes and even their family or someone who knows them who's sitting in front of you or they're sitting behind you, you can hear them talking and they're just, you know, talking some sort of shit about the other person who beat them or beat their loved one or their family member, you know? Yeah. And it's just so like, I hate hearing that. Dude, I, I hate hearing that. that. Whenever I hear that, I, I'm just like, um, do we forget why we got into this? We got into this because we're all bettering ourselves. This yeah. is like, you know, if this is a golf, like you know, you, you don't like have to be mad at the other person. <laughs> if anything, be mad at like, you know, you're not actually competing. You're not really actually competing against anyone except how you looked on your last show. Right. And, yeah. you know, or, or your first show. And I, I encourage people like who are considering doing a show, but they wouldn't ever be serious to just do one because it does, like you said, it shows you a side of you that you haven't seen before. Yeah just how you can push yourself so much by basically ignoring a vitally important human need being eating. Well, I have a good question. Eating when you're hungry. Yeah. So here's the question I have. How many people have you seen um, want to compete in bodybuilding? Either one, have a prior eating disorder and like they want to get into it for that or two, an eating disorder caused by the extreme dieting and then coming out of a show and having to regain the weight. I mean, I haven't seen too much of that. Maybe just because I, I don't coach a high volume of people. Right. Um, but I think for sure uh, eating, like what, more so with women, I think eating disorders um, are common, you know, because some women need to eat just such low calories. Like I think I've had 
a girl on like 1400 or less like sometimes because they just don't lose weight it's when a woman's body is so much different you know when you're dealing with estrogen versus testosterone it's just so much harder sometimes yeah cortisol all that stuff depending whether they're on birth control or they're not on birth control all that matters and it all makes it so hard to be lean yeah so i think in that case yeah uh, eating disorder would uh, you know be common it would be something that you would suspect from from those women competitors um but i i don't I, think i see matter. a lot like in general like not even maybe like as many as i coach not nearly as like i coach but directly just from like friends really? and it's that thing of like uh you know i've seen it more the, the extreme coming down where they just feel miserable and yeah. then you know they're and it's mostly i believe a lot of the times the coach's fault and they crash diet them so hard to get into a show where they're restrictive eating endless amounts of cardio and then almost not attaining the, the physique they want and then coming out of it you know, and rebounding horribly or binge eating, you know, yeah. I feel like it gets these extreme ends of it, which you see a lot of people like that in general are just, I mean, you look at mainstream, like how you lose weight, endless, endless amount yeah. of exercise and cut your calories to nothing. Well, yeah, it's, the, it's a mess. The world kind of makes weight loss seem weird. Like, I mean, they make it seem like a thing you just do and then you go back to normal. Like, oh, I lost 20 pounds and then I'm, I'm going to do this diet and lose 20 pounds and then go back to normal. Yeah. I think that's like this conception of, of what weight loss is. You just got to go on a diet, but just for like a couple months and then you're good. <laughs> like, well, I read a... You, know, read... you got to stay on the diet. Sure. Your body is what you're doing to it at that time. So with, the... with that said, it's... Go ahead. No, no, sorry. No, it was just, it was top of my head. I forget the article that I read, but it was basically, it was, it was thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of people. And they, and it was a study done and they showed if they, uh, the average person that lost over 10 pounds of body fat in one year, um, 80% of the people that lost that weight gained it back plus 10, plus the 10 pounds plus more in that year span. And the whole point of the article is just proving like America knows how to lose weight they don't know how to do it correctly and they don't know how to sustain it long periods of time. Yeah. So it's like yeah. they lose the weight so crash dieting nine times out of 10, or it's like restricting everything and there's zero balance to it. So it's like, how do we get people wow, to yeah. sustain it? Right. And like build positive habits instead of just like, like a girl I'm working with now, like mm. I'm not being paid and just helping her. She was eating 1250 calories a day and she was this mm. big girl and she was doing this like 30 day shred. And I'm like, I had a hard time bringing her up to like 1550 well, mental, because she mentally was like a mess. So, yeah. you know, and then it's like, I'm like, man, you know, it's like, she should be easily over 2000, you know, training four to five days a week and all this stuff. But it's like having a hard time bringing her up any. Yeah, because I've seen that with some of my clients too. It's very uh, frustrating for them. Cause they can't lose weight cause they're not eating enough. Cause their body's like such under stress. Yeah. And then once you get more food in her, a food in them, all of a sudden their body like starts to function again. Metabolic rate. Well, that's, that's where like the slight aspect of eating disorder, which I think is much more common comes in. Cause I can scientifically explain to this, you know, one of my clients, this woman, um, you know, why she needs to eat more for her metabolism. I can say, you know, Right now, your metabolism is low because you're eating almost nothing. So we need yeah. to raise that up 
normalize you, and then bring you back down. That's the only way it's going to work. And I can tell them that, and it makes sense. And I can explain it any way they want. But in, the, in their mind, eating more food means more. I get more fat. Right. And I look worse, and I feel worse about myself. Because that's, what, that's what's been in their head for you know, likely years. So yeah. that's the thing that's more common. And I, I, it's so hard for me to help those people to lose weight because that aspect in their mind is so strong, um, really strong. You know, it's, it's almost like the same thing with bodybuilders sometimes, a lot of the times that, yes, we get so extremely lean and eat nothing, but then they have the total opposite mindset in the off season. Like there's no balance. Either it's starve myself or eat until I'm almost sick and whatever I want, you know, because, you know, gains, bro. <laughs> because it's, it's the an easy season. way to say I want to eat everything. Like, yeah. And then not only is that flux in calories, like yearly, I think extremely bad for your digestive system, but then the flux in weight. Which isn't so good for the heart, if you're, if you're body like in general. 220 for six months out of the year and then for the other six months of the year you're 280 that's not good you're that's not good for your body yeah <laughs> going up and down up and down like that whether it's you know whether you're jacked or not it would be the same thing as if you were overweight you know with with fat you know gaining 80 pounds every year and then losing it that's not good so yeah i think that that is where I would, you know, say eating disorders are more common. Those just, it's, it's just small. It seems small if you don't think about it, but that's why I, I never encourage any of my clients to like stuff their face in the off season. I want them to eat as healthy as possible all the time because it's a, it's a lifestyle. And this is, you know, the same thing we're saying I think we're saying about why Americans can't lose weight because they think about it as a diet, like a period of time in their life. Right. As opposed to a lifestyle change that will change your body permanently because you made a permanent lifestyle change. You know what the so, other part of is, is hard yeah. to with people is I had, a, I've had multiple people in the past that I'd be like, you know, I had a girl that was um, 200 pounds. She was five foot seven. And she told me she was eating 1700 calories a day and training four days a week. And she was working hard and all this stuff and she couldn't lose weight. Yeah. And it, get, it got to a point where I'm like, I'm not going to keep restricting calories. Like it's not going to happen. You know, we can't keep continuing to go lower, lower. You're over 200 pounds, like 1700 calories is nothing. So it's like, I wonder a lot of the time, you know, when you give someone a caloric intake or a macro breakdown, how many people mm. are actually, actually doing it yeah. or actually weighing things correctly or portion control correctly. Like, you never really know. Cause that's it. I'm like, wrong. logically that she should be losing weight. You know, like I'm like, we started bringing her from all the way from like 2100 and I'm like, okay, something's not right. You're not moving yeah. at all. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's just physics, the law of thermodynamics. If they're burning, you know, what you think are 2000 calories and they're eating 1500 calories and you know that they should mathematically be losing weight, Yeah, but they aren't. So what, what's going on? Yeah. What cookies are you not telling me about? Oh, that's just, it's all the time. How many almonds did you have? Did you put guacamole on that? Like things that seem healthy, but are not. 
Right. <laughs> or they just didn't track their alcohol all weekend they drank and they just lied to your face. Yeah. Oh, you sure that was one teaspoon of peanut butter? Dude, sure that was funny. Six? I'm helping a buddy right now um, coaching. I know we're getting close on 30-minute mark, but yeah. uh, I had a buddy that I was coaching. Uh, I'm coaching with online. I'm helping him do some, like, nutrition coaching and client just accountability stuff. And it's funny because, like, it, it's crazy because everyone in this, like, they're doing, like, this, like, 45-day kind of, like, you know, focus in, lock in, transformation thing. And it's, like, it's so hard because that's what I'm just constantly dealing with is yeah. people that are – you know, struggled with losing weight in the past, weren't that active. Now they jump right in and they want to lose an a amount of weight in a period of time. And it's like, Hey, it's going to take me a week or two just to find your caloric intake balance. Like, yeah. where do we need to be? like you know, it's, it's tough to explain that as a coach. Cause you have like this balance of seeming like you're either a know-it-all or like rude because the process is so slow. It just is. Yeah. And that's how you're going to be successful. You need to be patient. And it's hard to tell someone to be patient nicely. Like, it's just not a nice thing to say. Be patient. <laughs> you yeah, know? Dude, it's patient. Sound like a Jedi, you know? Yeah. Talking to, uh, <laughs> well, that's what I do. I'm like, yeah, I'm like yeah, it's kind of rude. So, but it's true. That's tough because that's why weight, weight loss is such a mental thing, which kind of, I think we, I can get time for one more question. Yeah. Like, how, how common do you think mental, illness mental problems mental whatever is is common in, in bodybuilding and fitness sports i'd say 100 percent of people use 100 percent. i think so i don't think everyone has i would illness. say 100 well i would say this, i don't think 100 percent of people have mental illness but i think 100 percent of people have uh have will struggle at some point no with... okay well let, well i'll ask a more like specific question so i don't actually know the numbers but i'm just saying total guess because i have no idea so disclaimer like 10 percent of the population identifies themselves as depressed or having depression right how much percent do you think it is if, if we if the study was only the ifbb or just npc let's say people who compete i think the number in america is way higher than that um, oh, i'm I, sure it is like i said yeah I no no i'm just that. saying in general so but i think in bodybuilding i truly think like I look at it a couple different ways. Long story short, mental illness and the fact that someone could actually like kill themselves. Like there's two different streams, right? So there's oh, a side sure. of, get to that side of it. I think it's pretty low. I think the people that deal with the day-to-day struggles um, that, you know, that really mentally are depressed on a day-to-day basis. I think it could easily be 30%, for, like yeah. 30 to 40% because it's a constant perfection sport that you're yeah. being judged by other people directly. So no matter how good you feel about, about yourself, you, about the thing closest to you, your body, it's not even yeah. your skill or something because right. most sports obviously are judged by your skill, right? But your body is even something that's even closer to you than, you know, your skills. It's not like, it's not literally like someone sport. saying you're not good enough. Like, obviously they're not saying that, but it can, that's how it sounds to someone who has anxiety and depression. It yeah. sounds like that to them. You're not because you, that day you weren't good enough to win, but like at least in a sport, like a football, a baseball, like you, like any given day, anyone can win. Like this is sports. Like it's different than that. You yeah. can't score more points that well, day. The, like, the other thing is imagine if there was only four football games per year per team, if that, how, how much would they care about those compared to how they care about however many games there are, you know, 
that's the thing about judge directly it's a whole different judgment and it's a team so if you lose it's not your fault it may you may have done one thing wrong yeah but you know it's a team thing and you know no one feels like responsible for it but in bodybuilding i think you know i think that's a problem um and i think the other thing is i you could agree or disagree with me on this but i think a key aspect of our sport uh changing drastically changing how your body looks and wanting that i think has a bit of depression anxiety tendencies rooted right in it because you know like i can say for me personally like there were plenty of kids that were just as skinny as me in in high school there are there are plenty there's a lot of 15 year olds that are 160 pounds it's not uncommon you just haven't matured but i felt so bad about it that i I like dreaded looking at myself in pictures in a mirror. Like to this day, I literally post the same before picture of myself on my page always because I that's know, the, the only one. picture I have of me looking like that. Cause I hated people taking pictures of me. I wore extra huge t-shirts. So it would seem like I wasn't so skinny sweatpants, you know, it like really sincerely bothered me every moment of the day all the time. So I just changed it. I did literally whatever I had to do to change it, which was a lot of, um, you know, a lot of shit. (laughs) So a lot of hours in the gym, a lot of food and a lot of steroids at times. So that's not, I mean, no one would describe that as, as healthy, but I think that's rooted in our sport a little bit. Do you, you, you agree? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I think most people in bodybuilding majority of the time, I, I bet you there's more people in bodybuilding that are in it because they were that type of kid than the ones that yeah. were the athletes coming up. There's less Phil Heath in the world out there and there's more. <laughs> out there. Yeah, exactly. And the, and the thing is too, you know, you get the body that you think you wanted when you were, you know, skinny and a teenager and then you realize that it's like not really the issue that the no, issue it's is all in is your head this. right because it's in your head exactly yeah because i mean with my body i'm totally happy where it is right now if i went back in time and showed my 16 year old self a picture of me i would have been super happy i would have been like wow great awesome cool that's exactly what i want i'll be totally happy then but you realize that that wasn't the problem yeah so it's funny because it takes, you know, like 10 years of insanely hard work to realize that you're attacking the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah. And not I, to say it's bad because I love going to the gym and it, it helps me out every day. Yeah. But, Last yeah. thing I'll say, and then yeah. I'll let you go, is simple fact of when I start coaching clients now, I literally in the first consultation, I go, I can give you the best program in the world, best nutrition program in the world. But if we don't work on your mental game first and put you in the right mindset to be successful and teach mm. the discipline and teach the yes. habits, and this is the long-term game where the old me was like, let's get you an awesome program. Let's get you in the gym. The new me is like, this doesn't mean shit unless your mind is locked in on the yeah, right. Thing. I like that. That's a, I say something similar. I do. Yeah. And you have it's, to. It's and, if, and I think people respect that. They respect that you're straightforward. Like, I'm not selling you on bullshit. We're going to create a new mindset and get you in the right spot moving forward. Yeah. so but yeah man i appreciate you coming on and talking i know we yeah keep going, sure. but jeff it's over fun. there is gonna die and needs food and so here come on say? for a second say hi the big man 270 pound beast 50, 52 252 come on man don't scare me how does it feel to be swole bro i haven't seen swole in a long time 
We're going to break this Oh, table. yeah, I already know. I know, there's too much mass like. on that table over there. Chad, what do you weigh now? Um, I'm like 215. Now. I, I got a little leaner. There you go. I know. Unplanned. He's fucking big. Yeah, he's uh, I'm like 250. He's large. Yeah. yeah. And how tall yeah, is he? Like 6'1"? Six foot? Yeah, I'm like six one. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, I'm quite quite yeah, isn't that crazy? Dude, it's like the it's like putting um it's like when you see the <laughs> next to like I'm, I'm a large human, so it's like the rock next to Thor. That's what it is. That's the thing that he has. He has this uh like he'll just be big, like bigger than everyone. Yeah, Who just won so. classic physique last year? Uh Burns Bumstead? Bumstead. Yeah. Bumstead, dude, he like that's like he's like a Bumstead size shape. That's yeah. what he has. Like the it's height. close. It's it's literally close. Yeah. That's the thing. I'll it's just, just about the lean. It's just about the shape, which there's nothing you can fucking do about. That's it. Your shape is yours. Right. Insertion points. The that leanness. Stuff. That's what we can do. That's what we can do. And he's lost. Like I said, I don't think it got recorded, but thirty-seven pounds in five weeks. <laughs> yeah. From high two seventies. Or mid mid two eighties or something to what we are now in the fifties. You're still functioning over there. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I still eating on so much food. It was yeah. just so much food before, and then it was like a lot of food. Now it's just a lot. So yeah, now it's just a lot instead of tons. I was like two oh five right after junior nationals, so we went up so from two oh five to two seventy five. So I was eating yeah. a lot, you know. And the the muscle gain has been absurd. I mean, we've been training together for a. a good amount most of the time now yeah and i've just refined his training so much and it's just put on i mean our stage weight is going to be like 20 pounds heavier than it was the last time and i'm lowballing it wicked lowballing it well, you still, <laughs> so, you're still in like prime time mass stage i just can't wait to uh see his potential realize which show I, is it uh we're doing new england so it's going to be in boston on november 7th better be there yeah <laughs> i know right i won't be that far away framingham's not bad yeah come through i'll go i'll definitely all right go. man all right i'll let you get guys going I gotta go i'll talk to you later till next all time right. up, later go. flex i it flex but there's nothing to flex here anymore <laughs> you might have like 40 pounds on me so it's all good all I'll right bet. all right i'll see you later guys take it easy